Brother T, as we uh, record this podcast, something very significant is occurring today. Let me know what it is. <laughs> you don't know what it is. Uh. Yes, you do. I do. One year ago today, September the 22nd, 2020, was our first podcast. Wow. So we have today yeah. survived a year. Isn't that amazing? We have. That is God, amazing. by His grace, yes. has given us gifts of 365, maybe 366. I'm not sure right. whether this was leap year or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. But let's just say, He's given us 12 months. Yes, yes. You know, and that is not always, uh, I don't do anything always, but typically... A prayer of mine in the morning is, thank you, Lord, for one more day. Yeah, that's a, that's a good prayer. It re- I mean, yeah, I think yeah. so, because it's a gift. Yeah, you don't right? take anything for granted. If we believe, as I do, mm-hmm. Scripture, mm-hmm. and Scripture says that the enemy's uh, whole purpose for existence is still kill and destroy, mm. emphasis on kill, Right. Yeah. Uh, that he'd like to kill me, yes. he'd like to kill you. Right, right. And if you lived one more day, it was because of God's grace that he kept you alive. You're such a wise man. Uh, I've thought about it a lot yeah. because I've had several attempts on my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did pastor. So I, I did pastor. That. And so there are attempts on your life yes. when you pastor, typically. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so, uh, yeah, every day. And and so, let's see. I have been out of the full-time pastorate now for, the, this is the ninth month, 12, 21 months. Wow. 21 months. Mm. I'm still eating. Matter of yeah. fact, I've gained some weight. Have you really? Yeah, okay. I have. I've gained a little weight. Still wearing the same clothes, but there's right. not. <laughs> they kind of cut the circulation off, but I refuse to buy more clothing. <laughs> if you conk out, I'll revive you. Yeah, right yeah. Now. If you see my face turn color colors, uh, uh, so yeah. So a lot has happened. Been I've been yes. retired twenty months. We have been doing this podcast for one whole year. And let me just say, for those people who are not, I, I do a little study since we do this. Kind of look into the statistics and think that we use Anchor podcast system, mm-hmm. which is a really good system. It's really simple, and we're simple minded, right, so it works definitely. out really well. Uh, so they give me analytics and that sort of thing. And for our genre of yes. podcast, which is a spiritual podcast, and our typical audience, which is, you know, 40 and above, mm-hmm. 18-year-olds for the most part do not listen to this podcast. Yeah. But younger demographic are the ones who listen to more podcasts. There have been several occasions, Brother T, when uh, someone was interested in listening to our podcast and said... What is a podcast? <laughs> it sounds really interesting. What is a podcast? And this others not some others not to the same degree as going. Oh, I know what a podcast is. Mm-hmm. How do you do it? Exactly. And I've literally I don't know if you have or not, but looked at a person's phone and said, "You download this mm-hmm. app. Mm-hmm. Uh, you then you look for." Let's get spiritual. Right. Make sure it's got the coffee cup on the front because mm-hmm. there's a couple of new age things out there that mm-hmm. have that very same title. And then uh, just say follow or subscribe. Yeah. And it's really simple, but, you know, for those of us who did not grow up in this age where everything comes naturally, when it comes to electronics or Internet, mm-hmm. uh, you have to explain some. So all that being said is our typical demographic is not the demographic that listens to yeah. podcasts. So we have actually been uh, instrumental in pulling some people out of the dark ages. That That's cool. I yeah. did that last week, actually. Did you teach somebody show, last week? Yeah, I had to show someone how to do it. And you know, actually, when you begin to type in Let's Get Spiritual, we're number one with that title now. Awesome. Yeah. Used to, we weren't. We were not, but now uh, we are. And so, not only have we um, come to our one-year anniversary today, mm-hmm. but I'm happy to announce 
that we've had over 5,000 downloads. Wow. Over 5,000. That's awesome. Now, with someone like a Joe Rogan that gets 5,000 in 30 seconds, yes. <laughs> it would not be considered a success. But once no. again, when you consider our demographics mm-hmm. and that we have no names, no right. one outside of our community knows who we are. Zero. Right. right. Uh, so we've never been on, you know, a TV show or mm-hmm. anything like that. We, uh, we we started with zilch credibility. Right. And uh, have uh, gained several new folks. And hey, I think I think in that respect, uh, would I like to do more? Yes. Right. You know, would I like to speak to tens of thousands of people? Mm-hmm. Yes, I mm-hmm. would. But I think that slow, steady growth is kind of like growing a church. That's yes. not a bad way to go. Uh, I agree. I agree. I completely agree. I was at a funeral the other day, and a fellow walked up and said, "Hey, I listened to you and Doctor Dugan." And so, Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I love that, that. Is also with our demographic, we lose about two a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to gain three a week just to stay on the positive side. Oh, oh man! <laughs> Sorry, guys. I, I hope I didn't offend the, anybody the, just then, but. <laughs> Hey, I'm there with you guys. <laughs> so, and uh, we we've got a, we've got you know it's a constant climb uphill. It's like pushing that rock uphill all the time. If you ever stop, it rolls over you. If you can't tell, we're in a festive mood. We are. We're celebrating yeah, we're a year, and I think it's pretty cool. And it just so happens it fell on the very same day. It was going to be the day before, but uh, the day before, son, you had a hard time getting to. I got the podcast stuck barn. in traffic. On Highway 58 for one hour. Did you ever learn what that was? Yes, it was uh, a senior adult uh, building apartments up on a hill that smoke was. That was a yes. fire issue. Yes. Right. Many of those are our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we didn't do so it. So it's a good day. thing we didn't do it right, yesterday. Right. Yes, they would have never true. heard it because I'm stopping. I'm stopping yeah, right please, now. I'm please. stopping right now. Well, no one got hurt in that, thankfully. Yeah. Because the other thing, because it was really raining yesterday mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. we were afraid that it might have been a bad accident, but right. it wasn't a bad accident. Exactly. And, indeed, those police cars that you saw passing you, were they going to that particular fire, you No, think? Uh, they were actually heading the opposite direction. Oh. Because when I saw them, I was getting close to where I finally determined what it was. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, they were heading the opposite direction. I don't okay. know what was going on. Well, it rained today on the way. Oh, my goodness. This, this is, yeah. I, I think that's the hardest rain in the shortest period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, had, I mean, you could believe, if you had a hard time believing in a universal flood, this morning right. would have changed mm-hmm. your mind. Yeah, yeah. If it had done that for 40 days, 40 nights. <laughs> The Smoky know, Mountains will be underwater. No, no wonder younger folks don't listen to us. We're sitting here talking about the weather. Did I tell you how my joints hurt during yeah. the rain? Oh, oh gosh. Anyway, so uh, I hope you guys uh, celebrate with us. You know, and one of the things that you said last week that I'm having a hard time that I'm going to have to look for is, thankfully, I've sold all my books. Oh, really? I was going to buy one and give it away. And we were going to... And uh, we were going to give one away today, and quite frankly... Oh, 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 oh. There's one. This is like one of my favorites, too. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Um, and it's signed. And it's signed. Yeah, Devotions in the Dark. Yeah, I love man. that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Devotions in the Dark was written uh, right at the beginning of the COVID uh, 
bad stuff last spring right. when it first was hitting hard and scaring everyone to death and, mm-hmm. and for good reasons. And I had just left the pastorate. And I was so accustomed to being there for people, to mm-hmm. uh, speak comfort and encouragement. It was just a part of, obviously, what you do today. And uh, I was sitting there in my uh, recliner mm-hmm. in the dark each morning thinking, I wish I could help somehow. Mm. And I started writing Facebook devotions each morning. Right. And man, people began to respond to that mm-hmm. in great number. And uh, so that ended up being a book called Devotions in the Dark. And it was literally, it's metaphorical, uh, mm-hmm. but as, as, as literal as well. I would sit in the dark and write mm. in the corner with a cup of coffee. Right. Uh, but also the world had been plunged into darkness mm-hmm. at the time. And so... Uh, it was right before Easter through Easter, so include stories about hope of Easter. So, brother, I'm, we're going to give that one to a listener. Now, I am really that? bad at this yeah. because um, we need to have someone, I guess, uh-huh. since it's our first anniversary, write to, you know, use uh, your email address. Yeah, because it's easy. Yeah. Let's Pastor Tony L. Wilson. At yahoo.com. Okay. Poster. Poster. <laughs> Lord help me. Pastor, Pastor Tony L. Wilson. Uh-huh. Don't leave out the L. Do not. Because it goes somewhere else. Right. It doesn't go the right place. Mm-hmm. Pastor Tony L. Wilson at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. If you will write us this week and say uh, something positive about the podcast, how it's helped or whatever. We're going to take your story and uh, kind of decide between the one that's the most encouraging to us, I guess, and send you a copy of mm. Devotions in the Dark. That's a great idea. And let me just say to all of our listeners, if we get none, we quit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like the last couple of years of uh, Pastor... What, it, October appreciation, appreciation month. month. You know, about ten years into it, man, I couldn't carry the gifts home. Right. My last year, I was going. Is there no gifts? <laughs> <laughs> and so, what was supposed to be encouraging became yeah. very discouraging. Right. Right. So, if you've been encouraged this mm-hmm. year by something we have said, part of the podcast, then we would love for you to write to Pastor Tony L. Wilson at yahoo.com. Yes. And just give us a brief uh, word of encouragement how the podcast has encouraged you, maybe how you have uh, used it while, you know, walking or during your devotion time, mm-hmm. shared it with a friend. We would love to hear the source because we, we don't, this is kind of like uh, during the midst of COVID when we would preach into cameras. Right. There's no feedback. Right, exactly. Right, yeah, it's just you and true. I here. And while it's we true. may laugh at some of the stupid things we say, we don't know how people are responding out there. That's true. Pastor Tony L. Wilson at yahoo.com. Write us, tell us, know um, maybe what this podcast has meant to you, maybe a, a particular story. And for one of you, there is a book, Devotions in the Dark. And I have to say, I've written six books. That one's probably the most encouraging book to me. I. I don't read my own books, obviously, after I've written them, but I have gone back through that and just mm-hmm. remembered those sure. dark mornings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love it. So that's, right, that's exciting. It is. So, you know, what do you do on your one-year anniversary? Uh, I'm not talking about our wedding anniversary here. I mean our anniversary of this. We're going to go over some top topics. Top topics. 
Okay. That's pretty good, isn't it? That top is. topics. Yeah, top topics. Uh, we've had forty something. I can't remember. I fr- I lost track because we missed a few weeks mm-hmm. for uh, particularly forty three, forty four, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And some of them have been more popular than others, mm-hmm. um, and we've got them. And the last one we'll talk about is the most popular. So I thought we'd revisit a couple of those okay. uh, that people have been interested in and kind of give an update on each of them. And one of them goes all the way back to last fall, if you remember what was happening last fall, uh, we were voting for a president. Oh, that's true. You remember that? I do remember yeah. that. I do remember um, that. And so I asked the question, voting, is it spiritual? Mm-hmm. And we talked about a believer, a person of faith, responsibility in electing an official, whether it be a president or not. It just happened to be the president at the time. Right. That got a lot of response because I think probably nothing has divided our country more uh, in my lifetime, maybe the Vietnam War, but I was very, very young during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was very divisive. It caused yes. a lot of um, stress in the streets, right. rioting, that sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, maybe we didn't get to that point. Maybe we did. I don't know. But uh, it was pretty divisive last fall. And so I thought we'd just revisit that. Have, uh, any thoughts on that, Brother T? Well, I mean, media coverage is so different nowadays as opposed to back in the Vietnam War era, right. you know. And so uh, there's just so much more out there. And uh, there are podcasts. There are, you know, Internet searches, um, Newsmax. I mean, all kinds of outlets. Right. And so uh, we were just um, uh, almost overwhelmed with the yeah. information. And, uh, and I, I, would, I would venture to say that it's still as divisive right now as it was when the election took place. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, I think I thought maybe we'd do some healing. Right. Uh, but I don't think we've done much healing no. since then. No. I think we're just as divisive. And I think you're right in, in, in some of the instances <clears throat> is that the uh, media. I, I do remember the Vietnam War. And I do remember in the evenings when I did, I mean, as a kid, you don't watch the news much. But it would because there were people in our community young men particularly mm-hmm. who had been drafted and that's something we don't yeah. have today either and uh, you would watch the uh, casualties mm-hmm. and those casualties were like for several days prior mm-hmm. because it took that long to get the information yeah. and even the video that you would have of someone like a Dan Rather who was you know implanted in the army or marines or whomever was fighting at the time and but that none of that was immediate and I don't remember it being very biased. Maybe mm-hmm. it was. And I, I know that the people like Walter Cronkite and, right. you know, David Chet Huntley, I think, maybe, Brinkley. and I, I, don't know, mm-hmm. I remember some of the names. Um, they probably had strong political leanings, but I don't remember it being very much expressed mm-hmm. as they gave the news. Right. Right. I mean, you remember Walter Cronkite. Con- Cronkite. Cronkite. Yeah. Wasn't he the, like the most trusted man in America? He in was. America? Yeah. He was. He had that yeah. deep, soothing right. voice, and, right. and he just came on and let you know. And I don't remember ever feeling like he was leaning one direction or the other. He, yeah. It was really about reporting news, mm-hmm. not about making news. Yeah, yeah. I, I do remember watching, I wasn't alive at the time, but watching um, when John F. Kennedy died. And he took his glasses off, wiped a tear as yeah. he was sharing that. Yeah, you know, I saw excerpts from that, right. you know, years ago. And um, but uh, but I agree with you. I think back then they really just reported the news. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Yeah. I've, maybe uh, I may be wrong, but I think one of the most detrimental things that ever happened to our country is twenty-four hour news. Yeah, that's true. That is. 
Very true. You feel Very like true. you have to be saying something all the time. And uh, I, quite frankly, I, a lot of my friends will ask me, uh, wait a minute, I don't have a lot of friends. A lot of people. <laughs> a lot of people will ask, you know, what do you think about this on the news? What do you think about that? Now, oftentimes, I don't know what they're talking about because mm-hmm. my wife and I have made a decision. We just don't watch the news. Right, right. You said something a moment ago, Dr. D, that if if we do have any young listeners right now, mm-hmm. their eyes crossed because, yeah, 24-hour, yeah, we've always had 24 Always hours. had 24-hour yeah. news. But we remember yeah. three stations and then two fuzzy ones. That's you right. Know, we remember right. that. Uh, <laughs> aluminum full Yeah, on that's antennas. right, but rabbit ears. Yeah. They had rabbit and, ears and uh, you adjust and... Yeah. Dad would make me, you know, hold a piece of tinfoil in one hand. Yes. And the channel yes. got in the other. Oh, and, yeah. And, and so, oh, yeah. don't move. Right, right. <laughs> and if the president was on, yes. your evening was shot. Yeah. Because Done. there was nothing else to watch. No, because yeah. all the channels carried him. And <laughs> you missed, like, Mannix or Dragnet. Right. Oh, or, oh, yes. You yes. know, 1 Adam yeah. 12, that kind of right. stuff. And so that was that was tough. But mm-hmm. then beyond that came, as we know, social media. Right. Which is obviously after 24-hour news. And I just... Mm-hmm. I think there is no chance, no moment that the that the nation can take a deep breath right. and and just remember that we're in this together. Mm-hmm. So I think the whole voting is it spiritual, yes, but more importantly than just who do you vote for mm-hmm. is the division that it causes right. in our country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, it's caused division in churches. Oh, sure, sure. It's incredible yeah. how it's caused division in churches. And I think um, as pastors, we have had to try to navigate that. Which yeah. is something pretty new. It is and absolutely it's, it's, new. There's, we didn't learn anything about that in seminary. I don't right. remember that. No, no, you didn't talk about that. I don't know. It was that big issue. Plus, most things that you learn in seminary were written 50 years ago. That's true. You know, you yeah. very few contemporary things. But mm-hmm. I made a decision uh, at the beginning of my ministry career to be apolitical mm-hmm. in the pulpit, and I, and what ended up happening near the end, I didn't notice in the beginning, but the last five to ten years, uh, some people expressed that I was being weak in mm. that area because mm-hmm. they wanted me to speak strongly right, right. or bring uh, uh, the size church we had I had people who were politicians mm-hmm. always wanting to come in and speak now they would share I'm only going to give my testimony right. or I'm only going to share about a issue an issue mm-hmm. but you know how that goes sure sure um, not all politicians are liars but there's a good percentage <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I I I just never did that, and mm-hmm. then I, I didn't experience this till near the end of my ministry. Is that some people would say, "Well, you know, you're just avoiding the issues you're doing," mm-hmm. but I really felt like the most important thing I did was teach and preach. Right. And well, when you, if you do address it, you alienate fifty percent of your audience pretty much immediately. Yeah. You know, and so you can look at my Facebook and listen or watch my messages, and I don't address it either. Now, I address, I address Scripture. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and and have strong convictions, Yeah. Uh, but I don't talk about a donkey or an elephant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or I don't know what an independence, uh, is, a, is that like a two-faced thing, a donkey and an elephant oh, creature? That's good. That would be uh, interesting. That's a good question. We need to yeah. draw that up. Right. So, yes, voting, it is spiritual, but right. I, I think what it became is uh, really we need to pray for uh, certainly the people that we let Scripture tells us that we should pray for those right. people who God has put in mm-hmm. positions above us. Mm-hmm. Never should forget that. Right. But also pray for the division in our in our country. Uh, that that's as Americans. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a few people that I've noted that have listened to our podcast who aren't 
you know, if there are Americans there abroad right. somewhere yeah. who've listened, uh, and certainly I would encourage anyone in any country to do that. Sure, yes. Second one in the list was dreams. Are they spiritual? Oh, boy. Yes. Dreams. I, are I, they spiritual? And we talked about the difference between dreams and visions mm-hmm. and have either of us either had one of those. Right. We kind of got into a little bit of the uh, issue that went on out in um, Mars Hill in Seattle, Washington, mm-hmm. and how uh, some of that was being led by dreams. And I think also maybe, and I, I, I'm just going to go ahead and say Bethel Church, I mm-hmm. think they put a lot of emphasis mm-hmm. on that sort of thing. And there have been some local churches right, around yes. us that put a lot of emphasis on dreams and even on how to interpret dreams mm-hmm. and teaching people how to interpret dreams. Uh, are, are, are they spiritual? And so people seem to kind of evidently, I don't know if it's our community or the Christianity or people of faith, are interested in that. And, and um, can you remember how we came down on that? You know, I, I halfway remember. I dreamed about it last night. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you had a dream about yeah, our <laughs> podcast yeah. this morning. Uh, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't dream a lot. Yeah. I, I, if I do, I guess I do, but I don't remember very many. Yeah. Very many. Uh, I do have one reoccurring dream where someone's trying to chase me and I'm trying to get away. But it's like I'm running in molasses, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but I just don't dream that much. Again, yeah. I think I mentioned it last uh, podcast that you know nowadays, you know, it says in Hebrews, I think it's chapter one. You know, back in the day, they had visions and dreams and things, and you know, but we have the we have Jesus, yeah. we have the written and living Word, and so we can we can run there. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm very skeptical, to be honest, mm-hmm. when someone says I have a word from God. Yeah. Um, and um, and we do get words from God. We do. We get those. Yeah. But, the spirit is still active. Yes, very active. Um, but when their lifestyle, um, you can look at them and their eyes are rolled back in their head. You know. Yeah. And and you look at their lifestyle and you think you know that does not equal. Yeah. And and then what they say sometimes is contradictory to the word, and that's not going to happen. You know? No, that that is kind of a uh, something you should look for. I think anyone who's sharing right. a dream, and, mm-hmm. and I think I shared that I did have a dream or a vision. I'm not sure I, there is a difference between the two. And and I remember about my first church that I pastored. God prepared me for that. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to other people that I trust who've had brief dreams, but like, they're like a once in a lifetime right. thing, mm-hmm. and to prepare you for something that's coming, maybe a crisis or a, mm-hmm. a, a life changing event. I did talk about. I remember because I did a series on Joseph, and one of the statements I made was uh, about sharing dreams. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I don't think dreams are meant to keep to yourself because I've said. Any dream that God gives is so big, you have to share yeah. it. And and I think that to validate it or verify it, you should share it. Rather than having something that you wonder about and waiting for years and then go, oh, let mm-hmm. me tell you, 20 years ago I had a dream telling me that it was going to happen. Well, that you know, that's just your word then. Right. So when I had the, the dream or vision that I had, the very next day I called two individuals that were close to me at the time mm-hmm. and shared in detail as well as my wife that dream and so when in months not years it came to fruition then we all understood that that was God preparing us for that move right yes so I think that any God-given dream you should be willing to share it not just wait someday and spring it on somebody say well I knew you you were going to marry me Mm -hmm. because God showed me a picture of you back 
mm-hmm. 20 years ago. Right. And if I were that girl or guy, I'd be very reluctant. Very, very. <laughs> yeah. You remember, do you remember, Doc, that uh, there was a guy who was a preacher that came out months and months and months ago and uh, said that um, he had a vision and was very detailed. Yes. And, and the things that happened actually happened. But he had only told like ten people or so. Yeah. And then he gave another vision that he had. You remember that? Yeah, and he put it on YouTube. He put it on YouTube and on I'll, I'll um, Facebook and right, everything something else, something like that. Yeah. And and uh, I don't think any of that came. I I remember because a lot of people were fearful. Yes. Uh, they said, "Oh, right." The, and it, it happened to be the transition time between mm-hmm. Trump and Biden, right? And how things were going to turn around. Yes. And, and uh, some people were very. I mean, Christian people mm-hmm. were very apprehensive about right. during that period of time. And I think you're right. I don't know of anything that occurred during that time that was the case. Right. And and I I remember the Old Testament said that if you prophesy right. and it does not come to fruition, yeah. I mean, I think you're stoned. I, yeah, I believe, the, Old the Old Testament prophet was, was killed if they were found not to be a prophet because... Mm-hmm. Their prophecies should be one hundred percent. Right. Yes. And uh, I don't know if we have that same, you know, freedom to stone somebody right. today yes. if they're wrong. But I think at least should discredit them. I, I agree. I, I wouldn't agree. listen. I have. I don't know that person's putting a lot of videos out now. <laughs> I remember he's sitting in his truck or car or something, exactly. making that. The, it was very I, believable. Oh gosh, oh, and he was goodness. so convincing, yes. and I do remember listening to it. And I had several people say to me, "Did you see that video?" Right. What do you think? Yes, I did too. And uh, he's a guy uh, like the guy that wrote that Jesus is going to come back in 1988. Yeah, we all got that book as pastors. Yes. And then I think he had one in 89. Yeah, it came it came out again. Uh, here's what I misinterpreted, right. or here's how I misread the, mm-hmm. the timeline type yes. thing. And then yeah, you can sell a few books for two years, and after that, yeah. you're discredited exactly. again. I, there was a I think there was a book by Hal Lindsey. It was called The 1980s mm-hmm. Countdown to Armageddon. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Which, uh, to me, his first book, The Late Great Planet Earth, was mm-hmm. a fascinating book. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, you know, I, I'm not sure, well, I'm, I'm positive it's not all correct. Mm-hmm. But uh, he gave a kind of a new way of looking at the mm-hmm. book of Revelation that really got people into reading really Scripture, mm-hmm. which was a good thing. But after that, he got into... I was a teenager when I read that book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I remember reading it. Mm-hmm. Two books that influenced me a lot. Uh, was that one and this one I'm about to put that you can see ah yes uh, Billy Graham wrote a book on angels when he was a much younger man mm-hmm. and I, I believe someone gave me that as a as a gift yeah it was hardback and it was four ninety five. Oh my goodness so that's how long ago it was <laughs> but th- those two books really greatly influenced right. me as a young man mm-hmm. uh, okay this one uh, ha- means a lot to you today because of some experience that you've had in recent times why does God heal some and not others? And we, we kind of got into the whole James passage of Scripture. Mm-hmm. The effectual, fervent prayers of a righteous person avails much. And then you, you have Jesus saying to his disciples, What have you asked in my name? I will do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, say to this mountain, be moved. It will be moved. And so many different Scriptures that seem to indicate that the things that we ask for, God's going to give if we're abiding in Him. Mm-hmm. You know, John 15, right? We're right. abiding in Him. Um, then we, we, we talked very uh, in-depth, I think, about this, uh, heartfelt, about why does God heal some and not others, even when people of faith are praying hard mm-hmm. about it. If I remember correctly, that's the one Alan Stewart came in and actually did, wasn't it? 
Um, with you, you know, I can't remember yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> Alan, who? Yeah, no. yeah, right, right. <laughs> no. I think I had something come up. Okay. And he slipped in, and he had actually was about to preach on that. So yeah, he was. Yes, that's that's correct. He was. He had right. been studying mm-hmm. for that as well. So yes. yeah, shout yeah. out to Alan. Definitely, definitely, <laughs> definitely. And so you know, I believe in uh, divine healing. Yeah, I believe that God answers prayer uh, with all my heart, um, and and you know when you think about it, and I don't believe this is a cop out. You know, um, the only way to get to heaven is to die, unless Jesus comes back. You know, the only way to get to heaven is to die, and so all of us will die one day. Yes, and um, and and so truly, death, and this is not a cop out. Death is the ultimate healing. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, we both have had loved ones who have died, and everyone listening to this podcast yeah, has had long a friend enough, had, or yeah. a loved one who yeah. has died. Yeah. And, um, and I know that uh, there are those who have been sick that thousands upon thousands of prayers have been lifted, you know. And, uh, and it's impossible to say that God did not hear those prayers. Yeah. He heard those prayers. Yes. Uh, but in his um, sovereignty decided uh, that heaven was the answer. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think about it, brother? I've thought about it as well. And in, in, in recently uh, I had a day. I mean, it was a beautiful, for late summer, it was a beautiful, it was a cool day, clear skies. My wife was doing something at lunchtime, and I was at home, and she said, why don't you just get out? It's a beautiful day. Why don't you just get out and get you some lunch? Mm-hmm. You know? I don't she was trying to was. get you out of the house? Or? No. She, okay. was, she was busy, and, yeah. and, um, and she could tell I was just a little bit in the dumps, you yeah. know? Right. And so I did. I got out, and, and I grabbed something, and uh, most places at the time still you couldn't go inside and eat, particularly fast food places. So I drove uh, to my old neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And I parked on a side street, and next to my old neighborhood was uh, where me and my very best friend, Mitch, mm-hmm. used to go because there's a, a graveyard there. Yes. It's like the oldest graveyard in our community. Probably was an Indian burial mound because our community is flat, and you get to that spot, and it's a big hump mm. in the middle of the valley there. And so I just meandered. I sat in my truck and ate, and it was so pretty. I just opened the door, and I walked up because this is where... He and I spent hour after hour after hour, and I looked to see how things had changed. Mm-hmm. Look at some of the old tombstones, and that sort of. Thing. And I got to this one spot, and uh, it was under a big tree. And I remember that's where he and I's boys would mm-hmm. go and sit under that tree, mm-hmm. and just talk. Right. Would either tell ghost stories because we we're in the middle mm-hmm. of a graveyard, or talk about girls. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. just the whole life changing. My parents had gone through a divorce. His parents struggled a mm-hmm. lot, as a lot of people did during that time, because of financial things, and it's a poor community. And I just got this feeling of just, I got sad, yes. just melancholy, mm-hmm. you know, because he died over four years ago now, mm-hmm. suddenly, and we were the best of friends because we'd been friends since elementary school, mm-hmm. you know, and that's a long time for me. Right. Um, and I just stood there and asked God, why did he take him? Mm. You know, why did you take him? And it was silent. Mm. It was just silent. I right. heard nothing in that spot. And as I walked away, here's what I felt in my heart. That don't stop asking. It's worth the trip to come back again. Mm, that's good. That's really good. Come back to that spot and ask that question again. Yeah. 
that because God doesn't answer in that moment doesn't mean that he's not going to answer. Exactly. Yeah. Now, he did not answer my prayer to keep my friend alive, mm-hmm. nor his wife's prayer, nor his kid's prayer. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people were praying for him as yes. well. And, and I asked why, and there was no answer because mm-hmm. it just wasn't. But it was a beautiful, quiet, serene moment mm-hmm. when I was just honest with God. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, I guess, in effect, he said, I'm not going to tell you now. Right, right. Thanks for asking. Yeah. You know, yeah. type thing. Isn't there uh, a passage in Deuteronomy that says the secret things belong to God? Uh, I think it's in Deuteronomy. Um, I remember Vance Havner said once that, you know, that we all have question marks. Yeah. Um, and one of these days when we get to heaven, he's going to turn every question mark into an exclamation point. Mm-hmm. You know, every question that we might have that we don't get answered here. Yeah. And, and I'm convinced that there are some that we will not get answered yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, but we will understand it by and by. Yeah. Yeah. You know. I think, and, and secondly, I don't want to dwell on this, that one of the things I've enjoyed talking to you, Brother T, is that uh, we are 99% the same when it comes to theology. We have little differences. Mm-hmm. And I know that you made a statement, maybe even the last time we were together, but I know this is how you feel that the promises that Christ made to his disciples are the same promises he makes to us. And that that promise was made to his disciples in the context of John 14, 15, 16, right. about the events that were about to unfold, his going away and where I'm going, you can't come, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. And it was in that context that he said, anything that you ask me, I'm going to mm-hmm. give to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that applies to right. every generation, to every Christian. Mm-hmm. I think I think that there are some things that Jesus said to his disciples during that period of time that was particular to mm-hmm. them and their situation mm-hmm. in establishing the early church mm-hmm. that are not true for every Christian at every time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now you, you said something, and I, I don't remember how you said it, that, that, that the, the things that... Every Christian, like the disciples, or how did you say that? It was a, it was a uh, <laughs> podcast or two ago. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall. I don't. I, and I, and I, when you said it, it was very interesting to yeah. me to think about it that way. Uh, I, I, I thought about it differently. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember. I'm, I'm sure that it was an incredible point. It was an incredible. I wish yeah, it was just changing. It kind of just went because yeah. I wasn't standing <laughs> tall enough to grab it. <laughs> Evidently, it didn't do something to me. <laughs> anyway, I think that there is yeah. some validity in that. I, 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 it's yeah. something that, again, because I am no longer answerable to a mm-hmm. local congregation or to a denomination, mm-hmm. I'm able actually to think yeah. uh, without any parameters Boxes. about the Word of God. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it's a pretty wow. it's a pretty fun place to be. <laughs> <laughs> UFOs. when we went into that Uh, you went no way no how brother you are a nut about your and about that time is when the government was releasing reports in which the government said this yes there are things that are flying in our sky Mm -hmm. that we have no explanation for thus the very term unidentified flying object object is legit there are things that even the the greatest scientists that we have can't explain. Yes, yes. So how you feel? How small do you feel now? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> First of all, it's Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. Okay, great. The secret things belong to go. So you were right. I was right. It was Deuteronomy. Yeah. 
Um, Your favorite book? Yes, right it's a after good book. Lamentations. It's Le- yep, Leviticus. Yep. So. <laughs> okay. My favorite book Numbers. after Lamentations. Numbers, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I, I do think that there are things, by the way, I think it's interesting that you have a Bigfoot shirt on right now. I, I have a Bigfoot shirt yeah. on. Yeah. I have a Creature of the Black Lagoon poster <laughs> behind me and two Bigfoot characters yeah. on my desk. Yeah. And uh, an olive wood carving of Jesus. From Jerusalem. From Jerusalem. Yes. yes. It's interesting. Uh, eclectic. <laughs> I uh, am an eclectic yeah. person. Yes, you are. I am an eclectic much, person. Very much. Yeah, I think there are, there, I think there are unexplained uh, things. I, I just don't think they're alien. No, I never said I right, believe right, in aliens right. either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My my speculation was, and I've actually now heard it, because I said I never heard it when we were talking about it, that these may be some of those mysterious, unexplained signs in the sky that Jesus talked about in Matthew that would mm-hmm. be occurring at the end. Mm-hmm. That I actually heard a military person say these things are almost spiritual. Really? Because mm-hmm. of the way they're moving. In one moment, they're in one place, mm-hmm. and then the very radar that they're, they catch them somewhere else, miles and miles away, in moments. Mm-hmm. And they said to do that, it, it would be so fast that a object of this world could not withstand that kind of pressure to be there. I'm going, yep, yeah, that's what I've been saying all along. Yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think both of us did come to the conclusion that that they were not aliens, right? Yeah, but uh, they are unexplained, and uh, and so I think that defines UFO. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what is it? Unidentified, unidentified flying object. Yep. Yeah, and so with that, I, I would venture to say yes. I still believe that there are unidentified flying objects. I just don't believe in little green Martian men. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know where, I guess, I don't know whether it's Isaac Asimov or Ray Bradbury, mm. somebody who came up with the whole idea right. of a little green man, uh, it, it, to the people who are ufologists, mm-hmm. which is a term. Uh, they say they're not green anyway, they're gray. They call them grays. Oh. Because the ones that have been seen are gray right. instead of green. Uh, and not necessarily little, but sometimes big. I don't bind to any of that either. Uh-huh. I do. Uh, I do believe, number one, you and I disagree in the fact that I think that there could be life on other planets. Yeah. I have I no disagree. problem there. I disagree. And then I think that the Bible is written for this planet, not for other planets. Mm-hmm. It's a story about the redemption of this world mm-hmm. and not others. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I think that um, I really, I, I'm really i leaning toward angelic visits or mm-hmm. demonic activity. Yes. Either one yeah. being seen. Uh, Jesus doesn't say what that activity is. He just says there's signs in the skies. Yeah. And then on. later in the book of the Revelation, he does talk about... Stars falling, right. you know, the sun going dark, yeah. you know, and things like that. And so we yeah. know without a doubt that that's one of the signs yeah. of the second coming. Mm-hmm. And um, but that's near the end of the book of the Revelation. Yeah, near the end. So we're now next to the most uh, talked about topic, listened to topic is is church attendance required? Mm. Boy, as a pastor. Yes, yes. What yes. <laughs> and we brought this up because right, during right. COVID, yeah. my church is closed. Yes. People began to develop a habit to mm-hmm. watch video and not come to church, mm-hmm. which, by the way, many people are still doing. Still doing. Yeah. PJs and Maxwell House coffee. That's right. In the recliner. And yes. just with hands in the air, praising the Lord. Yes, one hand because you've got a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee in the other. Yes, yes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, Scripture says, does not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. I yeah. think it's so important. I do think that what folks uh, are beginning to understand, not those that are still, you know, uh, 
There are those that have just decided not to come back. Yeah. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. They, have they were fine. They went, ooh, I didn't miss that nearly yeah. as much as I thought I missed <laughs> exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But there, there are others that, the remnant, that miss the fellowship. Yeah. Uh, there, there are things that you can do gathered that you can't do scattered. That's right. You know, and they definitely miss the fellowship and they long to get back. Yeah. You know, um, health reasons or whatever, they, they can't at this time. And so Facebook Live or whatever medium that you use, you right. know, is, is a great second thing. Uh, but, um, but there's nothing like gathering together as God's people. Yeah. I think, it, I think this has been a filtering time. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you can match it uh, exactly, but John did say something to the effect that these people are no longer with us because they never were of us. Yes, for sure. I think mm-hmm. there were a lot of people who were um, affiliated with church mm-hmm. and that getting away from it, that um, was fine, you right. know, because there was no really close attachment to mm-hmm. the church. I think that's one thing that took place. And you quoted the scripture, and the rest of that scripture is, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together particularly as you see the day approaching. The day approaching. Exactly. And the day in mm-hmm. Scripture speaks of the day of judgment, the day of the Lord right. in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. And so it seems that that verse was matched with an admonition to people of that age. Mm-hmm. And and we didn't really know what that meant, mm-hmm. but maybe we've experienced that now. Right. As you see the day approaching, there are ways and means and why which you can become a part of a church or mm-hmm. stay a part of a church without actually joining together and him saying a body disjointed is not a good body it's not a functional right. body it mm-hmm. needs to be together mm-hmm. in order to work yeah jesus said that in the last days the, that the love of many are going to grow cold yeah you know so i don't think church attendance is required but i do think it's preferred yes yes my wife and i've experienced that somewhat you know the, the whole fellowship aspect of mm-hmm. church that we were so just involved in as mm-hmm. pastor and pastor's wife we no longer have anymore and in some of that respect we miss right you know that was right. we found out how important that was in mm-hmm. our lives without a doubt yeah without a doubt. the last one is this covid vaccine is it the mark of the beast well i remember that one and I that remember. one has been downloaded more than any other by 25 percent wow more than okay. any other thing that we have talked about and right here we are in the midst of it most recently uh one of the vaccines has been completely approved the other is well on its way to being 100 percent approved not an emergency vaccine anymore now they're talking about vac- vaccination for children i think 12 and above or something mm-hmm. of, of that nature uh somewhere around half of america has been vaccinated the other half have and i think mm-hmm. the other half is all in the south yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we, that's where they are. That's that's where we live. Right. Uh, and and uh, it came from a neighbor saying, no, I'm not taking that. That's the mark of the beast. Right, right. And we, we just asked the question, is this the mark of the beast? And I think we quickly answered no, right. that it's not the mark of the beast. Right. You know? But again, it is one of those dividing issues. It's a, I, I had no idea it right. was going to be so divisive. Yeah. I, I did not either. Of course, I, you know, I've got uh, teeth in the game or whatever you call that. Um, you know, my sister yeah. recently passed away uh, from COVID. Yeah. And um, and so it, uh, I've lived that. Yeah. And uh, it's just. And unfortunately, uh, she did not have the vaccination. She did not. Yeah. yeah she had chosen not to. And um, but, uh, you know, and honestly, she went in on a Monday 
passed away on the following Monday. Yeah. And so it just hit uh, hard and heavy and fast. Yeah. And has um, that changed your view of the vaccination? I know you've had the vaccination, mm-hmm. but are, are you more willing to encourage people to get it or? How do you feel after, after well, again, that? Well, again, I, I don't, uh, I've not ever mentioned anything from the pulpit right. uh, on that at all. And um, the main reason initially that I got the vaccination is because you and I both travel yep. out of the country so often. Yeah. And, um, and so they were saying and still do say that you basically can't travel without it. Yeah. And so I had, and at, you, at that time you did as well. Yeah. Uh, a couple of trips planned out of the states, right? And so, so that's the reason, the main reason initially that I did receive it. Uh, but I, I just, um, I'm convinced that that is a personal issue, yeah. And and that's where I always leave it. I, I draw yeah. the line there. It's just yeah. a personal issue. I, I I think I can say unequivocally, it is not the mark of the beast. Right. If so, you and I have both received it, and yes. we are doomed to hell. We are. And uh, yeah. I don't think either of us. I think maybe. Uh, we would have realized that in our spirit by now if that yeah, had I been the so. case. Yeah. Uh, and then I talked scripturally about, since that was my uh, study when I was working on my doctorate, was the book of Revelation, uh, that through scripture and a, and, a, and a good view of scripture, no matter what view of Revelation that you take, mm-hmm. I mean, there's several different views of it, mm-hmm. uh, none of the views would would encourage you to believe that that was the mark of the beast. Right, right. That is a voluntary thing that you take in mm-hmm. order to follow the opposition to God and, mm-hmm. and, and the family of God, and no yeah. one is doing You're not going to accidentally that. take the mark of the beast. No, you, it's, you're going to purposefully, right. by denying Christ, take mm-hmm. the mark of the beast. So it is not the mark of the beast. And uh, I think that the, where I came down on this, what I've shared with friends who have asked and people who have asked, particularly in churches, is that to me it was never a political decision mm-hmm. to make. My wife, uh, we're right now on the property of our in-laws, right. my wife's parents. They're both elderly. Uh, in some respect, have been through some serious health problems, mm-hmm. and we certainly did not want to bring anything to them. And I know that that's not a guarantee that you want because sure, sure. there's evidences that you can carry the mm-hmm. virus without. Mm-hmm. But the worst thing in the world we could think is either our grandchild or our mm-hmm. uh, her parents, my in-laws. And so we, we did it for that reason to begin with. But also... Let me just say this. I never considered it a political decision. Yes. It was both a spiritual and a medical decision. Mm-hmm. And so I prayed about it and I talked to my doctor. Right. Never once did I call my local councilman or the mayor or mm-hmm. the governor and say, should I do this or not? Uh, nor watch a social media or listen to a newscast or an influencer or any of that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I, that wasn't part of the decision-making process Mm -hmm. for me. And I'm with you. Anyone who chooses not to, that is their business. It's certainly a free country to Mm -hmm. do that. Mm -hmm. But I'm just going to say, don't make it on a political, don't make it a political thing. Uh, Pray about it. Mm -hmm. Talk to your doctor, that sort of thing. That's what I did. And and upon doing that, I was comfortable Mm -hmm. in taking the vaccine and would take it again if you know if it were offered so i don't need to i hope but um it, it was fine and sure. I, i'm afraid that the whole political thing has divided us uh, i agree with that i agree with that so you know pl- politics as we discussed earlier it is a uh, it is a spiritual thing mm-hmm. and so pray about it mm-hmm. and pray about the decision that you're going and let me say once again as that was our top topic right yes. for the for the year. Wow. Uh, help us in this second year by telling your friends about it, going on whatever platform, if it's iTunes or whatever, mm-hmm. and giving us a review rating. Mm-hmm. That helps really to get the word out when people search. We'll come up quicker. But also remember, we are giving away 
my book that I wrote a year ago that's one of my favorites that I still go back and read today, Devotions in the Dark, Mm -hmm. Encouraging Words for Hard Times is the subtitle. And if you would write to Pastor Tony L. Wilson at yahoo.com. Right. Pastor Tony L. Don't forget the L. Can't forget the L. Wilson at yahoo.com. And just say something kind about encouraging about the podcast for the previous year. Mm -hmm. And we're going to read those and choose one. And uh, matter of fact, if you give them to me to read as well, Brother Tony, I don't want to see the name because I don't want to show any favoritism. Exactly. And we're going to get this out to you. We'll tell you how we'll get it to you next week. I've heard, I've heard, Dr. D, that when you type it out, yeah. Pastor Tony L. Wilson. Yes. At, if you don't go Yahoo, it doesn't go through. you got to say it right. Yeah. Yahoo! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been fun. I know yep. we took about five extra minutes than we usually do, but we wanted to celebrate one year and over 5,000 downloads. Thank you guys for helping us this. I hope that it still is a blessing. Let us know by sending to that email address. And, hey, till next week, God bless and have a great week. Yahoo!